0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome inside another edition of Locked On NFL Draft. I'm your host, John Ledger. Trevor is still down and out today with the flu. Uh, so prayers up for Trevor. Hopefully he feels better soon. Uh, but going solo today and uh, just for a quick podcast. Again, I apologize about Wednesday's podcast. I definitely posted it. I should have checked after to make sure everything loaded properly. I usually do. I guess I didn't. and I just noticed now. I don't know whether it was up for a while and something happened. It went down. I'm not sure. Uh, but I just loaded again today. So you're getting the two-for-one deal today. Um, but sorry about that one not being up uh, on on Wednesday. But uh, So you'll get two today on Friday. Uh, that Wednesday one should be up already. I think we do talk about Kareem Hunt actually in there uh, before. <laughs> we talked about it before last night's game. Um, so, yeah, you'll get to see exactly how. I think we were on. We were... We didn't think he'd have that kind of performance. I don't think either of us thought that, but um, at the same time, we're both pretty high on him in Kansas City and what that fit could mean and, and the way that he could produce. So uh, today, just talking about the teams that I see uh, as making the playoffs. Uh, so we were going to have a little fun with Friday's pod, uh, give our like predictions for the season, essentially, and uh, where we f- see, feel like teams uh, will fall by the end of the year and who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to win divisions. Uh, so I'll just run through mine quickly, talk about them a little bit, but I have New England still winning the AFC East. I know, shocker after last night, but um, I don't think New England's issues are going to be massive or really hold them back. Uh, but the one that I do, I'm concerned about is the pass rush. You know, and I think they they made some moves trying to get better in that area in the offseason, but, it, you know, it hasn't come to fruition yet for them. You could see, I mean, the, the Kansas City offensive line was completely dominant last night, uh, both on the ground and in pass protection. I think New England will fix their run defense, but. The pass rush, I, there's not a lot of guys that win 1v1 at a high rate there. You know, you can definitely hat tip to Trey Flowers, but outside of that, uh, I don't see a guy on that unit that's really a threat. So uh, that will be an area to watch for New England moving forward. But even so, I'm I'm very down on the other teams in the AFC East this season. Uh, and I have Miami finishing second, Buffalo third, and of course the Jets uh, being the cellar dwellers uh, there in fourth place. Uh, and the AFC North, I do have Pittsburgh winning it. I I am pretty consistently that guy that picks against Pittsburgh to win it. But man, they're going to have to colossally shoot themselves in the foot uh or just not play up to standard in any way shape or form. It would be it would be massively disappointing I think if Pittsburgh doesn't win the AFC North because Cincinnati is still a decent team. Uh, but the offensive line is in is in shambles there. Defensively, I think they still have plenty of concerns um, in the secondary. Some youth there that's untested. Um, and I just don't see it. T- I mean, there's not a challenger. I have Cleveland finishing third over Baltimore. I just have no idea where Baltimore's going to get wins from unless Justin Tucker is an animal. <laughs> I, t- I honestly feel like their kicker is one of their best weapons. Um and I normally am the guy that bumps up Baltimore, you know, too much, maybe, because the the championship pedigree and the tough defense and it always feels like every game with Pittsburgh is a dogfight. And I bet it will be this year too, even even as, as bad as I expect Baltimore to be. But um talked about it extensively on this show and others, but I, I just don't see the weapons. I don't see the run game. I don't think the offensive line is significant strength. Uh Yonda and if Stanley takes the next step, those two will be solid everywhere else. I see, you know, big question marks on the offensive line. I don't see a feature back i think flacco needs that he's played like a bottom 10 quarterback over the last two seasons uh and defensively i think they'll still be a good run defense but You lose Timmy Jernigan, you lose Lawrence Guy, you lose Zach Orr. Those are all key run defenders. Now you have to rely on some youth and some less experienced guys. And I I still think Michael Pierce and Brandon Williams are going to be real studs and C.J. Mosley. But where does the pass rush come from? Is the secondary elite or the corners elite? Because I think this defense is going to have to be probably the best one in the NFL if the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. So um, that's just how I see Baltimore shaking up right now and hope some people will be surprised. Uh, for me having them fourth in the division, but I I just struggle to see where the wins come from. Uh, Tennessee winning the AFC South. I think Tennessee's a good football team. I don't know whether you could say step forward, step back. I don't know what it is, but I do expect Houston to have their ups and downs this season. I think that that's a good defense in Houston. The secondary's been banged up almost every year. The safety spot's still a concern to me. Um, I don't know whether that secondary plays quite as good this year as they've played in the past. I still think it's a really good front seven. Obviously, that's going to win them some football games. But offensively, you know, if if it's not Tom Savage, is it Deshaun Watson? When does he take over? How many losses do they have to incur before he takes over? I don't have much faith in Savage. Um, I don't think that the offensive line is great at all. You talk about the tackles right now. Uh, no, Derek Newton was he's on the pop list. And uh, and no Dwayne Brown because he's holding out. So the tackles are a big weakness. Uh, I think the interior play was never great to begin with. Although getting Nick Martin in there will definitely help. So you know that those are the spots to watch: Chris Clark and Kendall Lamb. How do they play at the tackle positions to start the year? Because Savage is very much a pocket passer. He's not a guy that can create outside of structure a whole lot. So it's going to be very important to give him good protection. And I'm just not sure Houston can do that. I just can't. And Indianapolis starting the season without Andrew Luck. We have no idea what his status will be, when he'll be back. I don't expect him to win any games while he isn't in the lineup. Um, Jacksonville finishing fourth because they're just a train wreck at quarterback. Um, and I think that's the most important position in the game. But I do think they have talent elsewhere, but I just can't get past the fact that I do not see any way that they win games throwing the football like. Uh, Bortles looks terrible. There's no confidence in him. Chad Henney, we know, isn't the guy, so there's just there's not even much of a hope for a future, I don't think, right now in Jacksonville at the quarterback position. They are they are slated for next year's draft and they are looking hard uh at the op they should be looking hard at the options throughout the college football season. Um Kansas City I had I had winning the the West and then last night's performance was really encouraging to me too because I thought the West was fairly wide open, but not really dominant like it's been in the past. Like, I think Kansas City has some concerns, although last night certainly helped to alleviate some of those a little bit. Um, losing Eric Berry is going to be a big blow to a secondary that now kind of has Marcus Peters and a bunch of dudes. Um, so, but the pass rush looks like it's back. Houston D. Ford was really clicking in that second half. Um, I, I expect them to be formidable up front this season. Oakland finishing second was tougher for me. I, just, I would love to pick San Diego, but I just feel like they're cursed, man. Like I just can't get get off the fact that they just keep losing people to injury and there's it, and it a lot of new faces. Can they put it all together? Can they stay healthy at key positions? If they can, I really think San Diego can push to maybe even win this division, but I'm just not sure I see it happening. It seems like. The trend of the last several years in San Diego is exactly what we've seen this offseason with guys getting hurt and not being able to to fulfill the expectations that the Chargers have for them. Um, So I I I think San Diego is kind of the wild card in the AFC. Uh, I don't really, you know, I feel pretty confident every team that I'm predicting except where I'm predicting them to finish third. And then I'm predicting Denver to finish fourth in the AFC West. I don't even think Denver's all, all just all a bad team, but similar to Jacksonville, there's just absolutely no answer at the quarterback position. I think they'll be better than Jacksonville because the defense is still good, but they can't defend the run either, and they didn't do anything in the offseason to upgrade that. Uh, you know, they brought in a couple players, but nobody that I think will actually help them. Uh, so um, it remains to be seen whether I'm right or they're, wrong, or they're right in their assessment of the talent that they brought in, but... I still see a team that's going to struggle significantly against the run, um, and they're going to have to be able to establish the run offensively consistently, and I don't know whether I see it being that type of a strength for them. I think they can run the ball a little bit. The offensive line is on its way to improving, but I don't see it as a strength, as a unit you can hang your hat on yet uh, um, in the ground game at all. So I expect Denver to finish fourth in the AFC West. Before I get to the NFC, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. You got Patriots or Steelers, Chicago or Detroit. Well, let me tell you this, where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell my people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing, and they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. You know who's going to win, right? Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me and people that I know. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. That is a clutch aspect of this. MyBookie.ag, all new mobile site. Make sure you guys check that out. Call to action here is to join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use the promo code LODRAFT to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Use that promo code LODRAFT, no spaces, to activate the offer. MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. In the NFC, I really I see four contenders to me for a Super Bowl. Um, I see Dallas uh, absolutely in that miss. I know that there are concerns in the secondary. I get that. Um, but I still think this is a very good offense. Uh, if Elliott ends up suspended, whatever ends up happening in that situation, I still think the offensive line and the rest of the offense, Dak Prescott, can produce at a high enough level to make this team the best one in the NFC East. But I think Philadelphia is getting closer. I really do. Now the, the move for Ronald Darby was a really good one. Um, and I think that that has the potential to help them out a lot in the secondary. Um, they needed a shutdown corner. Now they've got one. And if Jalen Mills can take the next step, that's a pretty solid unit. So I expect, in the, the linebackers are great. The defensive end play is better is better than it was last year. I think with Derek Barnett coming into the fold, um, I, uh, I think that this front seven is, is among the best in the NFL uh, but so the Giants have that as well so I've picked the Giants to finish third because but they have that They have a great secondary have lots of talent in the wider receiver game but the offensive line the total lack of a run game puts everything on Eli Manning and I just don't think he's at that level anymore I just don't and I don't love McAdoo as a coach either as an offensive mind I think he leaves a lot to be desired sometimes in the creativity of his offense and the way that he uses players and things of that nature. So I, I just don't have a ton of faith in the Giants, but I think they have tons of talent. Uh, the NFC is much harder to pick than the AFC. have um, Washington finishing fourth, I think they've got issues. I think the run defense, the pass defense, uh, that defense in general I think is going to have some some rough times ahead. Um, I think they'll still be able to throw the ball. Can they run the ball to a high level consistently without a feature back? I just think too many holes for Washington, too many holes. Um, so that's how I see the East shaking out. Green Bay winning the North was an easy call for me. Um, Actually, the North in general, how they shake out, easy call for me so far. Uh, Green Bay, clearly the best team, I think, in the division, and I think that they didn't didn't lose any pieces that concern me, and I think they have a chance to be better next season with some of the guys developing and getting some of the secondary back from injury. Those guys battled uh, being banged up all season long last year. Uh, Minnesota finishing second um, was also easy. I think that this group gets a little bit healthier. The offensive line's a little bit improved. It's still not a great strength of the team, but they finally have a feature running back. Um, I, I think this is a very good football team. And uh, oh, I just realized I forgot to mention my wild cards in the AFC. It's Cincinnati and Oakland are my two wild cards in the AFC. Uh, oh, they edge out Houston and uh, and san diego i think will be in the mix there as well so anyway back to the nfc i do have minnesota with a wild card as well um i do i think that this group is going to be able to throw the ball down the field more than they did last year and they have the receiver talent to be able to do it um so i like how minnesota's improving the offseason getting healthy is a big part of this uh and i think defensively they're going to be back to their dominant ways um that's going to be a good unit um detroit i don't see it the defense is terrible the front seven is terrible Secondary's got a couple pieces, but I don't think it's enough. I don't know how they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. Kerry Hyder out for the season. Ziggy Yonsa, uh, has been is banged up and looks like he's missing week one, maybe beyond that. There's just not enough talent up front. I think they're going to get gashed against the run. I think they're not going to be able to get home at all as a pass rush unit. So uh, not high on Detroit at all. In fact, I almost picked Chicago over them, but I think Chicago will have some QB ups and downs throughout the season, whether how long. Glennon last, and then Trubisky coming in is going to be a little bit bumpy, I'm sure, at points. He only started one year in college. Um, Maybe he supersedes my expectations there, but I I like Trubisky a lot long-term. I just don't know how this season, um, how that's going to look on paper in terms of the win-loss column. In the South, I wanted to really be different and, and pick Tampa Bay or, you know, Carolina have a bounce back year. New Orleans still has that explosive offense. But to me, the Saints are like the Chargers. They're just the cursed team in the NFC, I feel like, with injuries and, and whatnot. Um, I still think Atlanta's the best team. I still think they're talented in all the right ways. Yes, the guard spot's a concern. But outside of that, this roster is absolutely loaded with talent. Um, so I don't see how they fall off that much. To me, Atlanta finishes first, New Orleans second with that explosive offense. Tampa Bay third, I almost picked them second. I thought about them for a wild card spot, but didn't play well in the preseason. I know it's just the preseason, but they they looked out of sorts. I think the offense is a chance to be really good, but the offensive line, the run game, big concerns for me. You know, is the secondary ready to really be an elite group? I don't think so. Um, So still enough questions in Tampa Bay. You know, I like Noah Spence. Is the rest of the pass rush good enough? I have enough questions in Tampa Bay to have my reservations about them, put them down as third in the division and then carolina fourth i just don't like carolina's roster i think cam newton's heck of a player i think they added some some talent offensively that can help them be a little bit more explosive but i don't like their outside threats at receiver Um, i think they will be able to run the ball but i don't love their offensive line Uh, and defensively i think this is still a team that has to prove they can get after the quarterback with four Um, and i don't think they did that one off last season and a put it put some untested corners and some, some unrefined corners in some tough spots. So I think Carolina will be better than last year. They have a chance to be better than I've ranked them here. Uh, but I, I, I don't see it this year. I don't think they're going um, to be a playoff contender. Seattle finishing first in the West. Uh, I like Seattle this year. The only thing is their offensive line. And this is why I think Arizona honestly could be the sleeper team. I picked Philadelphia to be my sixth playoff team. But it was between Philadelphia and Arizona in my mind. Um Arizona's aging and they still have some concerns in the trenches on both sides of the ball that, that worry me. I, I don't like picking teams that have clear cut concerns on the offensive and defensive lines. Um and so because of that, I was hesitant with Arizona, but I do think they, they are got healthy at the receiver again. They can stretch the field if Palmer's you know right is he, he wants to have a good if this is going to be the final season he he's going to be at the top of his game I think in terms of work ethic and, and studying and all that kind of stuff trying to get in a position where he can compete for a Super Bowl in his final season I think we'll see good quarterback play from Carson Palmer I just worry about other aspects of the team being consistent enough you know will the protection be consistent enough to keep him upright to keep him healthy will the defensive line be able to stop the run well enough young inside linebackers that are undersized a little bit bit um and 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 even some new face in the secondary who plays corner opposite patrick peterson and how well do they play it on the outside and so uh we saw brandon williams get thrown at constantly in the preseason um so i too too many concerns there with arizona but if they answer some of those questions with young talent like camdichi and and williams stepping up and others then i think that this unit if those young guys play better than expected then i think they do have a chance and enough talent at some of the key positions to be able to compete for a playoff spot Uh, The Rams finishing third and the 49ers finishing fourth. Um, I like the Rams. I like the direction they're moving in. Still don't trust Jared Goff enough to say much more improvement uh, happens this season. Got to see it. I got to see it to believe it at this point after that rookie season. Uh, And I was not that that high on any of the quarterbacks in that class to begin with, if you'll recall. So San Francisco finishing fourth. I trust the direction under Lynch and Shanahan. I don't think you're going to see much in the wind column this year. That offense has massive 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 holes in the talent department so they're gonna have to spend the offseason after this past year i mean they've got some nice defensive pieces solomon thomas reuben foster know, rashard robinson's flashed at times lorenzo jerome won a job um bowman's obviously still there the veteran you know DeForest buckner uh so they've got some nice pieces defensively to build around offensively though they need to go get a ton of talent this offseason because that group is is pretty pitiful right now. So that's how I see the playoff team shaking up. Again, your division winners, New England, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and wild card Cincinnati, and Oakland, and your NFC division winners, Dallas, Atlanta, Green Bay, Seattle, Philadelphia, and Minnesota as my wild cards. I went out on the limb with Philadelphia there, but I think that roster's good. I think they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. I think the offensive line's good. I think they're good at a lot of key positions. And I think Carson Wentz takes a big next step with better weapons around him and better protection this season. So those are the teams to watch, in my opinion. I'm excited for week one. We'll get to it. Hopefully Trevor will be back in the saddle for Monday. We'll talk about the rookie performances from the day before, and then we'll move on, review the college football weekend on Tuesday, Wednesday, look ahead uh, to the next slate of games, maybe throw in a guest there hopefully if we can grab somebody who's studied the game and games and watch the games as we have. Um, to talk about some of the performances. But it uh, should be fun stuff next week on the podcast. So as always, make sure you keep it locked right here unlocked on, on NFL Draft. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag. But most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10:31:17. 17